This PBS NewsHour podcast is supported in part by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Their scientists played a substantial role in developing more than half the cancer drugs approved by the FDA in the last five years. Dana-Farber Cancer Institute is changing lives everywhere. Find out more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. This week's Nobel Prizes are once again highlighting groundbreaking work in the sciences and in medicine. William Brangham spoke with one of the winners whose work led to a profound change in tackling the pandemic. This award was given to two people whose breakthrough work on messenger RNA made possible the creation of the COVID-19 vaccines, which have saved millions of lives around the world and helped bring a global pandemic under control. One of those award winners joins us now, Hungarian-born biochemist Katalin Kariko. She's also just published a very well-timed memoir called Breaking Through, My Life in Science. Katalin Kariko, so good to have you on the NewsHour. Enormous congratulations to you on this award. Uh, we're just a few days now post this announcement. I I'm curious, how is this all sitting with you right now? Thank you very much for inviting me. Yes, it is, um, it is a little bit hectic time and didn't have enough time to settle that uh, all of this news uh, about uh, winning the Nobel Prize. I, I just cannot believe it. Did you do anything special to celebrate? Not really. I was so tired. That... Come on, not even a single glass of champagne or anything? Uh, yeah, we, we drank yeah, a little Hungarian wine. Excellent. Excellent. Um, as I mentioned, you were awarded this Nobel for years of dogged work that you and your colleague did on messenger RNA and your belief that, in fact, it would prove to be so revolutionary. I'm curious, how is it that when you look back, that you, you explain your belief that this little molecule could be so powerful? So at um, 19, 1989, when I started to work with messenger RNA, you know, at the beginning, there were, you know, it was not as powerful as today. It was like a very tiny amount of protein could be produced, which was seen for many people that is irrelevant for any kind of therapeutic use. But as uh, time went by, just uh, uh, incremental improvement could be made. And then later, we, when it, we could see in the mice some effect, then we thought that, oh, maybe it is useful for, for human also. You know, that, so it was like incremental and we just, uh, we could improve the product. But as you detail in your memoir, I mean, you had to push through years and years of skepticism and people who didn't believe you, institutions that didn't believe in you, people who pushed you out, even forced you to retire in some instances, and yet you kept persevering. You knew somewhere in the back of your mind that your work would be vindicated? I mean, uh, I don't blame anybody, you know, for for such action, because uh, I am not focused on those people who, who were just the naysayer. I always had one or two person who, who believed also with me, and then we proceeded together. I don't, I don't blame. I am not that kind of person. It's, it's fine. I, I understand the system is not set up properly. That's what I would say. The, the COVID vaccines, the arrival of the pandemic and then the development of the COVID vaccines using this breakthrough obviously was proof to the world. And as I mentioned, your breakthrough saved millions of lives globally. I mean, that has to be incredibly gratifying, Nobel Prize or not. 
Yes, uh, indeed. Uh, so I, uh, 10 years ago, I started to work at the BioNTech and uh, 2018, BioNTech Pfizer signed an agreement to develop an mRNA-based uh, vaccine for uh, influenza. And uh, we already proceeded for two years. We were ready with the product. So, and when COVID came, then we just had to change the template and we could uh, have the right uh, vaccine. So I was always happy that I was part of the, this process. That's how I felt. As your memoir details, you, you came to the United States from remarkably modest circumstances back in Hungary, came here as a postdoc, uh, with with $1,200 in cash stitched into the clothes of your child's teddy bear. I mean, when you look at, at that trajectory to where you came from to where you are today, do you ever reflect on that? Do you ever stop and think how far you have come along? Uh, yes, of course, you know, that... Um, but if I say that, uh, you know, my father had six elementary education and I grew up in a very modest uh, home in a very small place and I went on and uh, went to university, I finished high school, went to university, you know, and then get PhD and that was already, if I keep looking back, it would be such a distance. So it is, uh, you know, yeah, this is a very long, <laughs> long distance, but, you know, I more like look forward and ahead rather than keep looking back that, oh, that's that's a long distance. Now I, <laughs> I, now I should rest a little bit now. <laughs> no resting at all, it sounds like. No. Um, I know you also did not go into this to become a champion of women in science, but the fact is very few women have won this award. I believe you're the 13th out of some 200 for the Nobel in medicine. How do you view all the accolades that you're getting, that you are yet another champion for women in science? Yes, many very talented uh, scientists are there, and they could not advance because, you know, yeah, still we give birth and we have to take care of the child, but, uh, you know, we have to share that uh, responsibility with our partner so that I keep telling them that find the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> Find the right guy. That's good advice, yes. Yes, and I tell them, you don't have to choose between family and profession because my daughter turned out, you know, fine. She's a two-times Olympic champion. She finished, you know, get Ivy League school, finish here, and she got an MBA and UCLA. So she did very well. She learned just... You know, seeing me and my husband working hard. It's a, a truly remarkable life and career, and I, it sounds like you're only just getting started. Kathleen Karako, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations on the Nobel Prize. Thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you.